Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we got a very special episode for you today. Because today on my show, oh, where do I even start? This is actually a hard intro to make. Um, my two guests do so many things. And today we are joined with Roddy Colmer and Jamie Gutfriend. Start off with Roddy. He's a musician, a comedian, formerly in the band Rebel Emergency, and also right now been a regular on the Howard Stern Show making parody songs. He's doing that with his partner, Jay Brody, who's also the host of 102.1 The Edge, the morning show. And I actually had them both on the show in the past. Um, you might remember that episode I recorded at Sirius XM. And yeah, that was them, the dumb show. But uh, Roddy is just such an outstanding talent. And even though I'm telling you all these things about him, I know I'm forgetting a lot more. <laughs> but uh, over on to Jamie. You may know him as a news anchor on CP24. I actually watched a bunch of his segments on YouTube before we started this intro. And uh, yeah, such like a great energy. And also, he is a musician. And together, him and Roddy are known as the Century Surfers. Just amazing, great indie rock band. And uh, right now, they got their new single, Personal Assassin, that's playing all over the radio across Canada. And recently, it's got a spin from Alan Cross and... So many awesome things going on with that track, and uh, I recommend you checking out the Century Surfers. If you got Spotify, SoundCloud, all that, just type them in and uh, give it a listen. And yeah, this is just such a fun talk. Uh, it's very introspective about following your path, your or not even your path, like the path that feels right, kind of going against the grain, being a creative. And um, we also have a lot of laughs. I don't know, this one just... Listening back to this episode, it has a lot of warm energy and uh, I think it's a perfect one to send you off to the holidays with. And before we get into this one, I want to thank all of you on the Patreon. I'm sorry, I kind of neglected you guys a bit this month, but um, I have something very special for all of you guys coming into the new year. And uh, actually, first, I want to apologize for not keeping up with all that. But um, thank you so much for the support. Um I'm going to have something really special for you guys um, just coming into the new year. And uh, and yeah, that's all That's all I'm going to say about that for now. You'll see. You'll see. But damn, I'm excited to send this episode to you. So I'm going to shut up now with this intro. And here is the Century Surfers coming at you right now. So you guys don't know, but I already did an uh, intro to you too um, for this episode, and it's crazy. I've tried to not to make it too long-winded because you both do so many things outside of this music thing, and uh, 
I kind of want to know how did you guys get together and decide you wanted to make tunes or like even how you guys met as friends. Rod, you want me to take this? Want to do it? Yeah, you you you, you can start. Um, so uh, the way we connected, well, I guess the first things first. I was a fan of Rebel Emergency, which was Roddy's band back in the day, and it just so happened that his guitar player ended up. Uh, working for a good friend of mine who was my bass player and we met at his wedding so I became friends with Roddy's guitar player and eventually um, I, I became friends you know I kind of acquaintances we, we would see each other at like a rehearsal space I would go see his band I was a big fan of them and then years later uh, Roddy asked me uh, he was said he was working on a solo record he said I wanted to work at uh, right with some other guys and you would do you want to do something and it just so happens i had one song that he kind of liked and um we were it turns out that that song was kind of different than what roddy was planning on doing for his solo record and we just kind of just kept rolling with it and see uh well let's let's write another one and it just it kind of blossomed into let's let, let's keep writing songs because this is uh this is working out pretty good we're making some good music yeah, that's awesome. And you guys have been getting like a lot of radio play, not only with the brand new one, but uh, with a bunch of your tunes in the past. And uh, I also want to ask you, Jamie, like lots of people know you as the news anchor guy. And uh, <laughs> have you been also like writing songs your whole life or is this something yeah. like brand new? This is uh, no, I've been doing this a lot longer than I've been, you know, um, in the news business. Uh, I've been playing in bands since I was 15, 16 years old. Had a couple, you know, close calls and, you know, tales of the uh, the music industry, you know, always like this. Uh, but, um, you know, I, at one point, basically the last 10 years, I've been playing in a cover band with good friends of mine. But, you know, over the last year and a half since Roddy and I connected, it's kind of like, you know, I took a good 12 years off of writing songs and from my last original band. And uh, it was a really good break as I, you know, I've just consumed so much music, grown as a guitar player. So when Roddy kind of reached out about writing songs and I'm like, whoa, haven't done that in a while. But I, I thought, you know, with a guy like him, who I was a genuine fan of before I was a friend of his, uh, I thought, you know what, we could probably do something pretty cool because one of the reasons why Roddy and I kind of connected is we both love 90s rock. We love Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and and I thought with the kind of energy that I bring as a guitar player and the kind of writer and poetic writer and lyricist that he is, I thought you know we could probably do something pretty cool. And, you know, you think like uh, yeah. most news guy if they were like, hey, I got a band, like I'm in a band, you would think it sucked. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if like Matt Lauer was like, hey, I play drums, like come check out my band. You'd be like, this is gonna be the worst thing ever. But like, geez, was, was it really like the cool. Ron the Ron Burgundy moment when he pulled out the flute and just started shredding? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like uh, Rod, I'm kind of a big deal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's so but, uh, yeah. It was actually like I didn't know uh, how good of a guitar player slash songwriter because those are actually two very separate things too like to be a good guitar player is one thing you can sit in your room and, and learn for play it for a thousand hours and, and be good but to be a good songwriter is a whole different is a whole different story so like 
the fact that he had both of those things on top of doing all this TV stuff, I was like, whoa, this is like kind of an interesting mix of uh, talents. Yeah, yeah. And especially you too, Roddy. Like, it's almost like hard to, uh, as I was putting together the intro, hard to describe you. Because you're kind of like this renaissance man from like doing the music and you got your foot in the comedy. And then I've seen you promoting like live shows and probably many other things I forgot about. But uh, they may just come up. But uh, it's actually really cool that you guys kind of collided and you guys have like just that spirit of just embracing multiple things and just going mm-hmm. for it, you know? Do you, do you find that that's a lot to do with your chemistry as well? That probably uh, has something to do with it. I think, like, as uh, at some point in my life, around, like, my early 20s, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to be an artist as to make a living, which is a very scary decision, and it's very uh, – there's so much – of, of unknown there so at some point um like to jump into that and knowing that it knowing that you have to be very patient and you have to be cool to people and make good relationships and you have to be consistent and you have to be good at stuff <laughs> so you have to work hard at whatever craft you're doing so there's like this weird mixture of of uh things that you need to to be successful long term in that so I think like eventually I just started dipping my toes in different things and just trying to be creative every day, whether it's like comedy. Luckily I met Jay Brody, who I do stuff on the Howard Stern show with now. Um, the dumbest songs you've ever heard. Yeah. But, um, and I think um, someone like Jamie, who's also like TV is a creative field. He's always been around in music. We both have that like artist mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, is like a small percentage of the population has. But when you meet someone else who has it, you, you can click quicker with them. Like maybe how you and I clicked, how we were talking earlier. We're both sort of like creative people who are trying to do this for a living. So right away you have this thing in common that can kind of bond you in, in, a, in like a really deeper way than um, with anyone else. Yeah, that's very true, too. I noticed with you, too, it's like, uh, say we don't talk for like a month or two or whatever, and you shoot me a message, it's like, no time has passed. Or it's just like, yeah. I had like co-workers where if I didn't see them in a week, it's just like awkward and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's just, that's just similar personalities and stuff. And like, Jamie and I get along super, super well. And I don't think there's been one real issue with like, argument about like a part in a song or like we're, we're on the same page if like we're, if one of us is like oh this part's not great then the other person's usually like yeah you're right this part isn't great so <laughs> um like we have we have a high standard with our songwriting and like i'm at the point where i, I like i don't I, if a song's not g- good or interesting i don't want to work on it i don't want to waste my time mm-hmm. so um I also- I also think we also came with like, you know, with the years of experience that we both collectively have, we both approached this, I think, with a very level head. We checked the egos at the door and it just made, it's made everything so much more cohesive. And you just learn, I think, from a lot of years of experience with kind of butting heads with five other people. It's only just, it's, you know, it's Roddy and myself and our producer that that make the decisions it's i think it's been a lot easier that way which is also yeah. good and it does take a lot 
time to learn how to write songs. Like some guys get lightning off, right off the bat and you, you think about like the whole grunge scene and the, and the scene in the late sixties where these like 22 year olds were making these albums that are timeless and legendary yeah. right off the bat. But for a lot of people, it's like learning to actually craft a song takes years. And like, for me, I feel like personally, I'm getting better at it. Um, hopefully anyways but i like i can look back on some of the early rebel stuff and be like what the hell was it i don't know what i'm <laughs> trying to say there the lyrics don't really make sense the like um but now i'm I, I sort of have a clear picture on um on what is good and what and what sucks and what's like yeah. trying to be creative say things in an interesting way that maybe hasn't been said before or maybe uh like perk someone's ear up with a cool like alliteration or whatever you know what i mean it's like just trying to find little little like alleys in a song for for interesting things yeah that's that's amazing and that's i don't know that mindset uh i don't know it's always there's there's there actually seems to be a pattern on the show and it goes across like all art forms because uh this isn't just like a music show i have like comedians authors like pro wrestlers and stuff but they <laughs> always like say that they're I don't know, they, they can look back at their stuff from like four years ago and almost like cringe because their head's always like not at a stopping spot. It's it's almost like a gift and a curse where it's like you're not really like celebrating what you're done. You're like, <laughs> how can I make this better and better and layered and layered? Right. And layered. But, yeah. I, I think looking back at like old records and old songs that I put out like in the, in the mid, late 90s and like in throughout the 2000s, you know, you look back at yourself and you think, man, this is so amazing. How are we not huge by now? <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, you look at it with a, a fresh perspective now, uh, kind of, you know, having been matured. So it's, yeah. uh, I think, I think it's, you know, that's part of the reasons why, you know, like, it, like you said, Rod, like it takes a long time to write really good material that really connects with people that's, that, you know, starts to get, traction and it's taken like i mean personally it's taken this long for me to kind of write these kind of caliber of songs and it you know i really couldn't have done it without you know you know the two guys that i'm i'm working with it it takes a long time you know? i remember like our first rebel show which was 2005 at the horseshoe like we we like legit thought we were gonna get signed that night. And, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we the horseshoe. Bob the Dylan played here. Nirvana. <laughs> like, of course, yeah, I'm we're like, we're like, dude, we're like, this is it. Like, we're getting signed. We're like, it's, it's, I think that happened in Wayne's World or something. There's like Wayne's band <laughs> plays or something, and the guys backstage after and gives him the contract like, yeah it's a guy with a suit just like who was sitting in the back like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's all the money. Yeah. <laughs> I felt uh, I felt man. I I felt like that after uh, a band I was playing in in '97. So you know I was I was I was a, a teenager at that time, and we opened up for Kim Mitchell in Kingston, Ontario. I'm like, that's it, man. That's it. Life doesn't, life doesn't get better. No, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I love Kim Mitchell. No disrespect to Kim Mitchell, but I was just like at the time I thought, oh man, this is it. It's all it's only up from here. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually amazing though. But but that means you 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 love what you were doing and you're just excited mm -hmm. about it, and that's 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 just so awesome. And, yeah, uh, and yeah. Oh my God, it's like 
the notes I have for both of you guys is crazy because like you guys do so many things. It's like uh, I don't know. It's cool to like navigate through this interview. <laughs> I'm I'm like, do I want to talk about the news or do I want to talk about Howard Stern right now? <laughs> it's, it's it's great, but uh, yeah, actually, Roddy, I like. Uh, Again, I don't think I've congratulated you in person just by text, but uh, you and Jay um, getting your parodies on the Howard Stern show. And uh, prior to that, I, you guys showed me like your albums and stuff like that. And I became a fan of the dumb show and everything. And <laughs> it's cool to see how you guys evolved to uh, like an international like audience and everything. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Jay we were kind of laughing and we, we laugh a lot at, at the whole situation. Like we're constantly laughing at how we ended up <laughs> on basically the biggest radio show in the world. But um, <laughs> we're like, we have this specific set of skills where we can like, number one, we're both huge Howard Stern fans. Number two, we've like through the dumb show and our podcast and our show on Sirius, we've developed this skill of like these stupid 30 second songs about like, whatever we're just for some reason we're good at like funny short songs and um like i'm kind of musical obviously i can like sing and stuff and like put together music and um like for that specific set of skills like for parody songs it, it's probably the the best we could do like be on howard stern show there's nothing really else we could do with that with those skills that we have to like that specific to do anything you know what i mean it's so you're really the most talented person I know who can write about <laughs> genitalia and, oh, make it, and make it just absolutely flawless and melodic. It's well, pretty we, awesome. just had, we just went through Cocktober on the show. So it was like this, <laughs> uh, like I didn't even know the, the, my ability to write songs about penises. Like me and Jay, I could send you some, Sean, like yes, a few please. of them got played, but... Well. It was just an outpouring of penis, and I was thinking about penises all month, and it, um, it was extraordinary. But um, yeah, it's fun, man. I, I love doing it. I like hearing Howard Stern say our names and stuff. Just I've been listening to him for so long; it feels like I'm in some kind of bizarre world when that happens. And um, yeah, I feel super lucky. But we we also did work really hard. And, and for a year, we sent in songs every week. And before they were like, okay, let's sign these guys up kind of thing. Like we, we earned that shit. Yeah. Um, but I do, I definitely feel fortunate and um, it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Very validating, for especially for comedy, like where comedy is like, you know, I have such a, you know, deep appreciation for comics and especially the writing and the art of writing good jokes and, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, the, the fact that someone like yourself has managed to land material with, like you said, this is the biggest show in radio. It's, and, then, and then at the same time, turn around and, and write, the, you know, the other beautiful music that you do as a solo artist. It's, it's, that's that's a, a tale of two artists right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to separate those two people. Like, write a, uh, write a, write a cock song, and then, like, Jamie will send me this, like, really serious, dark piece of, <laughs> like, heavy guitar thing. I'm like, okay, this is about depression and, like, all this shit. <laughs> like, balancing that is so odd, but I love it, man. I love, like, using, I feel like I'm using my whole brain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, too, it's, like, um sometimes, like, 
artists just get known for just one thing. And um, really as a human being, like you experience all emotions across the board too. And it's uh, it's cool, like your situation where it's like, like you mentioned, you could do a song about depression and the next day it's like Howard Storm Stern's uh, pitching a song that you and Jay just wrote about like cocks and shit or whatever. <laughs> it's, that's gonna be cathartic. like. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think you you hacked the Matrix. Like, you figured something out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it it is, like, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely, it's something I'm proud of. Like, uh, I'm, like, pretty humble dude, but I like um, to have a song on Howard and then to have a real song on um, the radio is, like, a pretty cool thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, the new one... uh, Oh, what were you going to say? You've been doing, have you been doing stand-up still? Like you, you mentioned uh, um, your not, first stand-up show. But. No, no. Um, just it's been kind of weird times, you know, just like mm-hmm. you know, with shows. And I've always been just kind of like open micer, like bottom of the, the card level. <laughs> so it's like never – it's always been like um, just like a side hobby thing. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I found, like, over quarantine, I don't know if it was just, I was just too much in my own head. I got, like, the most, like, passion to do it again, and there was just nowhere to go. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, man. You should just write jokes and, like, store them up. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have been doing that, too. And um, even outside of the, like, people only see me do the podcast, but um, I kind of uh, adapted a life where I'm actually getting, like, paid to do jokes now. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It just is more like through like uh, video work right now and editing and like working with uh, some other comedians too. It's like uh, maybe one day I'll announce that to people too, but it's still like, I don't know, growing. And even before we, um, we went on, uh, Jamie was asking me how my quarantine, like Corona's time was. And mm. I don't know, it's for, for the first time in my life, um, I felt like I needed the world to stop and now I figured out how to take all my passions and make like revenue from it too. So it's yeah. kind of like a new thing I'm still processing, but I'm very like thankful for it in a way. You know? Yeah, man. No, that's I feel cool. the same way, man. I feel mm-hmm. the same way, especially with like surfers because like, you know, I think prior to, you know, the world shutting down, you know, ride, I, I feel like in a sense, you know, here we had like, we would release like one or two songs, but we didn't have a band or enough music to support that. And now that like, we were kind of, you know, everything shut down, it gave us a, you know, a chance to let's, let's just really focus on the music, build this catalog, build this story and, you know, let's, uh, and not have to worry about, okay, we got to rush and, you know, put everything out and, and get on stage. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, you build a, we're like building the story kind of, which is like, I think it's a good time for that. It's a good time to like just be creative and and try to like write as much as you can or like whatever art form you're in. Just like people are home. Like you might as well be if you if you're lucky enough to be creative and and be an artistic person. Like that is a rare thing. People mm-hmm. like you can't take that for granted to be able to write a song or to like paint something. It's amazing. It's like magic. You know, you're like a magician or something. You know what I mean? So it's like really like trying to push away whatever negative negativity there is, which there's a lot all over the place. You can get it easily. If you want negativity, look at your phone for two seconds. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But um, being able to actually like try to 
put some notes or, or words together it's like very can be very cathartic and, and it's like really rewarding thing yeah. but I like how you use the word magic too like sometimes I know in my experience with doing like creative projects sometimes it just feels like I fall into something and it's like where did that come from almost like a possession uh, do you guys get that when you like songwrite as well too it's just like I don't know where yeah. this thing came from. It just like kind of came out in a certain way. For sure. Yeah, I've had like lyrics, like full lyrics come to me, like a full like chorus or verse. I'm just like, what, like why, what, like what was the moment or what was my brain doing? Was my brain like working on that while I wasn't thinking about it? And then it just was like, okay, here you go. Or like, I, I don't know how that works and I don't really want to like question it too much because i don't want to think about it too much i just want it to happen again yeah 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 <laughs> you but, break it down uh, and then you just realize the formula and you can't do it anymore so. yeah and i'm sure like jamie when you pick up a guitar sometimes you'll just be like okay i'm not my hands will just do something and then it like it's not even really thought thought right yeah i've had i've had moments where I, like i've had a riff like like stars our our, our second mm. song or sorry yeah that was our, our second single um I remember we I only had the riff and then weeks or later or sorry years later um all of a sudden I'm just kind of hanging out on the balcony one time after you know playing some guitar and it just totally mapped itself out without me even even touching the guitar and then all of a sudden I'm like wait a sec I was like looking at in the air it's there it's there it's there okay and then I went and picked up the guitar and it's just it's totally weird it doesn't happen often but when it does it's a pretty damn cool thing when you can see an, a song before you even hear it which is yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's super cool i talked to like a lot of comedians too and they said that with like uh, instead of riffs like they'll have like a punchline and it just doesn't fit anywhere and then all of a sudden they're just writing some other concept not even thinking of it and then it just like fits like a puzzle and bam like explosion like there's your yeah right there yeah and, for uh, sure yeah, a yeah. lot of songwriting is like puzzle. I see it as a puzzle. And especially with like the parody songs, I feel like if I'm writing a song about like one of the guys on the show, there'll be like four pieces of information. And it's like, how do you make this funny? So it's, it, it is almost like putting it together. Like, okay, this is funny. This is funny. This is funny. But like just saying it in a certain way. And even with real lyrics, it's like, I'll have a notebook and I'll just write like line words or sentences I think are interesting and then sometimes I'll go back to it something I wrote five years before and I'll just see one word and I'll be like oh that's cool for this song like it, that that puzzle piece fits in this course or this verse and that might be a seed that grows into a, a bigger idea kind of thing so it's just being like aware of inspiration and aware of like past ideas and sort of not like not erasing them but sort of filing some things away that might pop in your mind again later yeah yeah it's cool to think about too because like uh with uh, uh century sur surfers i'm sure it's like a little more open to like write about everything and you you mentioned with like the comedy stuff and maybe it's like okay like i have to like hit these points of this thing that happened whether it's a current event or somebody's traits and also mm -hmm. like to use one of your songs as an example you did like uh one of my favorites was the Beauty and the Beast parody. So that'd be my guest. Oh, and, uh, also like right. try to morph it into that and stuff. Like there's like, there's like, a, I guess like one style you're writing, it's like, you're kind of like 
in this tight box of trying to figure something out where would you feel like uh century surfers is more just like open waves and everything yeah yeah i'd say so it's like going back to the music that it was inspired by like the 90s um style of writing was like there was a lot of like darker stuff but it was also there was songs about everything there was it was such like an open palette and it was so melodic and um and and poetic too like <laughs> you think of like nirvana and pearl jam and soundgarden like there's some really deep interesting stuff going on there and um like i, I don't compare my, myself to those writers at all but like just to be inspired by them and maybe um like use a bit of that in my writing if i can even get 20 percent of like what they did in our thing then it, it'll it'll be great because what they did was better than great so um so yeah i forgot what the question was uh, but. <laughs> we're just talking though that's all good it's yeah. a it's a loose format here <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah even like that that's cool for you to to say like uh like just where the influences kind of comes from like those 90s tunes i i definitely like hear it in all the century surfer tunes and uh especially like the new one uh personal assassin which is mm -hmm. cool if like i had it just in the background and i didn't read like the lyrics i'd be like oh this is the happiest tune ever and then <laughs> <laughs> you again like i i noticed the 90s would play a lot off of like stuff like that where it's just like it could be like like a sad tone but it'd be happy lyrics and vice versa yeah sure it's like a juxtaposition kind of thing but yeah yeah i remember i remember read because i had like like it, it's such a rocking tune. I remember when I finally heard the lyrics for the first time. I'm like, Rod, everything okay? We're good. <laughs> yeah, do you need a hug? <laughs> <laughs> it was well. It hey, was, like I think, especially now, it's like, yeah, um, depression, if you want to call it that, or like just people being a little bit sad or or whatever. It's darker. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's almost a hundred percent of people. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can you can relate to it and I think it's good to talk about and um, music can be super like healing for people or maybe make people think about their lives or it's cool in that way. So I think putting it in a song in a catchy song is, <laughs> isn't a bad thing. No, definitely. Yeah. Like you, like you mentioned, like everybody relates to it, especially like now it's uh, and um, was, was this like kind of like stuff going through your head over, the, the lockdowns and like uh, coronavirus and just kind of being isolated in a way? Yeah, a little bit. And just like trying to find ways to be happy. And I think like I've found as the quarantine's gone on, like I'm, I don't mind being at home. Like this hasn't been that hard for me, but I know it's been hard for a lot of people. But um, I've found that you only really need like a few good things per day to happen to, to feel like you had a good day. So whether, and that could be, you can, you can, you can be a part of that in a way, put on, if you put on a great album, that's you taking an action, right? And then the hour of like awesome music that, that makes you feel good. And combine that with like calling a friend you haven't talked to in a while or calling your best friend or whatever else. Um, just like finding little things to, to make you happy within all the other bullshit that you're going to get thrown at you um each day mm -hmm. so but yeah like i this 
album, because a lot of it was written in quarantine, has sort of become like almost like a soundtrack to it without being too on the nose ab about it. It's more of just like a feel, I, I think. And a lot of the music Jamie has sent to me, because like he sends me the how we write is he'll send me a guitar part or sometimes a fully formed song. And then uh, I'll write the melody and lyrics over it. So, and the song a lot of the time dictates the lyrics. Like I'll, I almost let the song tell me what it wants to be about. So, it, and that sounds really hippie, hippie-ish, <laughs> but it's more of like a feel, you know what I mean? And sometimes mm -hmm. I'll see certain words. And I think the first words I saw for this song was personal assassin. I think I wrote that down at some point. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, what does that mean? And then this song made me go to that and then made me explain to myself what that means in, in a song form kind of thing. Yeah, that's really cool. It's kind of like your own enemy in a way. <laughs> like it's uh, Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, I like the line. It's like uh, in the chorus, it's like, I'm breaking laws of attraction, uh, life's real reaction to my mind. Because like... I, I do, in, not fully, but in some way, I feel like I believe in the law of attraction in that if you're optimistic and positive and nice to people, then good things will happen to you eventually. Um, and I just think it's a good way to live. So uh, the idea of like breaking the law and then breaking the law of attraction, which is, isn't an actual law, but I, I thought it was a kind of an interesting to way, uh, uh, interesting way to say someone sort of self-sabotaging. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah, I never thought of it, but I, I actually haven't heard it, like, broken down in that way, too, which is really cool. And, like, yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig it because, like, yeah, I totally believe in the energy you put out is what you will receive overall. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, like, in our band, Jamie and myself being, like, around the scene for a long time, Jamie meets a lot of people at his job and has met a lot of people playing gigs. I've met a ton of people over like the three or four projects that I've been involved with and always try to be nice, always try to maintain relationships too. So we're at the point now where we can, when we have a good song, we can send it to 20 people who can make it, make something happen with it. You know what I mean? And we're, and that comes with time. It comes with keeping relationships, building relationships, being cool to people so that when you get to that point, they're like, Oh, Roddy sent me a song. Jamie sent me a song. I want to help. I want, how can I help you? You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes that's like comes after helping someone else 10 times mm -hmm. and without ever asking for anything back. But at some I, point yeah. there's going to be, there's going to be a back and forth. So like I've always had that in my head. Like if I don't hesitate to give people advice or help people in whatever way, like artists, you know what I mean? Like everyone's kind of got to be in it together, especially now. Um, just to sort of find that path to success. And um, I feel like we're lucky sort of be, to, to be able to get our stuff out there in a cool way, um, it's almost like right away, so. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's, it's cool also like on top of both you guys being great dudes, um, you're both like kind of like in the different media lanes too. So it's mm -hmm. like, I'm sure that helps a bit too, like being like so within like Sirius XM or whatever. Uh, do you ever mm -hmm. just like walk by somebody's desk and like throw a USB? Here's my new, new single. <laughs> <laughs> well, like actually when I first started working there on, on Todd's show, which is where I met Jay, 
-hmm. in the same little not little but in the same like open office area was like the rock station the like singer songwriter station so you walk by those people every day you become friends up to a point where they're like hey you have a new song coming out i'll send it over we'll like bring it into the music meeting so like that's just another example of like cultivating a friendship or relationship and then like they were able to get my songs on the radio or get me more exposure i was able to like introduce them to other cool artists or whatever i could do for them so and yeah i'm sure like i know jamie like <laughs> whenever there's a cool guest on his show it'd be like hey uh i play guitar too like <laughs> whatever yeah. like, hey, uh, check, check, give me your phone give me your phone <laughs> like i've seen him take people's phones and just download the song on it kind of thing so. <laughs> there but, there have been guests that come in and they're like in the in the boardroom or waiting and they got a guitar and i'm like oh man is that a so-and-so or whatever they're like yeah you play i'm like yeah let me let me let me see so i'm like i'm like in between commercial breaks i'm like <laughs> but uh yeah i just become a kid it's like it listen man music makes me like forever youthful it's 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 and it, it's if anything it's getting worse <laughs> you know it's as you get older the 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 passion uh for for what you do it's uh it's it's more it's it's an addiction uh, you know it's but it makes you it makes you like a kid you know at least for me yeah, that's cool. And what what inspired you to get into uh, like being an anchor and like a newscaster type of person? Because I was too scared about just banking on being a musician. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I was there was a point in my early twenties where I was like, I, I I don't know what to do. I was kind of acting. I was doing acting as well, and I was bartending, and I was playing in rock bands, and I kind of had to make a decision of kind of where I wanted to go. So I was in my mid twenties and I decided, you know, I'm going to go back to school for journalism. And I, you know, I was able to kind of merge at some point, you know, cause I used to host a morning show. And so I was able to do journalism and I, I used to interview artists and, and directors and all these people in the arts. And, um, but, you know, I wanted kind of a little bit more stability. I was, you know, I'm a little, I was a little bit more nervous about kind of, just just focusing on on playing guitar especially given the fact that like what i was doing and what i wanted to do which is basically what what we're, what, I, what we're doing now uh back then it was just that's not what was cool like you know rock was kind of on the way out hip-hop and edm and pop and all this stuff was kind of taken over and there really wasn't a lot of room for kind of bands that i was playing in i you know roddy was in an incredible band um and there were so many of these other great acts that never really took off that might you know, probably should have but um you know i i wanted to go back and get a job and yeah it's a cra it's a crazy grind even when i was in my 20s too it kind i kind of uh went on like a path uh maybe against my full passion in a way and now just as i'm getting older i'm just kind of being like life's too short and now that i'm embracing that like magic's actually happening and like <laughs> would you would you feel that's the same way with you and the guitar like you're on the radio like alan cross played your song yesterday well it's funny because like he you know i remember you know before roddy even connected with me about you know getting together and writing songs i remember kind of hanging out on my balcony here listening to his old band i'm listening to the singer i'm like damn that's 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 the right stuff right there I'm like that that's that sounds wicked 
And I, that's the kind of singer I could see myself kind of making songs with. And all of a sudden, years later, Roddy connects with me. And now it's like, you know, I was at the point where I still have some time. I'm still young enough. I still have the drive. And we did one song with one producer, and which we ended up re-recording. But after that song, I was like, hmm, that was pretty cool. And then the second song that we wrote and, and recorded was a song called The Storm. And uh, that was, uh, you know, kind of spawned out of a trip. I went to Nashville, got, you know, soak up the scene and came back really inspired, wrote this tune and Roddy put together this awesome uh, melody and lyrics. And it just kind of like, like you said, man, it's, uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not, you know, you, you needed that little kick in the kick in the butt. So. That's yeah. Yeah. And that's, that song too. It was like in like the, in the top 50 or something like on the Canadian all tracks or something like that. Like yeah. Played. We hit, hit number 41 on, on the alt uh, alternative charts on iTunes. And it was in the top 41, bro. <laughs> top 41. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a nine away. <laughs> How insulting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's also got to be a cool feeling just uh, to hear it actually on being played on the radio and, everything like that yeah for sure it's always fun the first like the first spin is is always fun that you never get tired of that you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's definitely cool it's probably like for you getting like a huge laugh at your stand-up maybe you've never had that but <laughs> <laughs> no i actually i actually like the last one was like went so well and it was so oh, inspiring and um <laughs> I opened it and somebody pulled me aside telling me like I should have headlined, but really I only had five minutes, but they didn't know that. <laughs> they're like, they're like, Oh, I wanted to listen to you for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> but um, it kind of planted a seed and then everything went to lockdown. But um, yeah, that yeah. feeling of just like, I don't know, just kind of knowing you're bringing somebody else joy is, I don't know. It's, yeah it's part of, I think maybe like why we do it as well. What keeps it going. It's like, it's like a yeah, well, street, like of energy. For sure. I think like as a songwriter, like when it comes down to it, you just want people to hear what you made. <laughs> you just want yeah. people to listen to your song. You know what I mean? Just like, please like take three minutes. I took like, it took months to write and record this. And it took like, I put my whole heart into it. And it was like, all this energy and time and like money in some cases, you know what I mean? Which doesn't really matter. But um, at the end of the day, it's just like, you, you just want people to listen to it and it's getting harder and harder to, for that to happen. So when you do get a, a, something played on radio where it's like, okay, there's probably 50,000 people listening to this right now. It's definitely a cool feeling instead of like when you're on Spotify or whatever, when you, you just put it out into the universe, it's like, Oh, maybe like, maybe like 50 people heard it today or 60, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But those like big, when you can make that big splash at, at once, it's like, it's, it's definitely a cool feeling. And that, and obviously like that's how you make an impact as, as a band. And that's how the perception of your band grows when they hear you after, after Pearl Jam or something, it's like, Oh, these guys, it's like Pearl Jam, Century Surfers, like whatever, Soundgarden or something. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. put them on that level. They're on the radio. Yeah, I could imagine it just gets like this feeling in your heart, like, oh, this is legit. 
even like maybe maybe you don't need that reinsurance because it is it is legit a legit song but it's uh it's kind of cool as i see it like get played out like that and like i mentioned like alan cross giving it a spin too where mm -hmm. i don't know it's just uh it's, he's a legend in our country good for uh, people i get i get a lot of like uh, american listeners and i don't know how far his reach is over there as well but uh but uh, yeah yeah over here that's uh that's a huge honor <laughs> like it's amazing for sure yeah i grew up like i grew up listening to him um like he taught me a lot about music growing up because without the internet or before that or maybe when it was just starting out it's like it wasn't that easy to get info you could go by like hit parader or circus or rolling stone or something mm -hmm. but he would get like in depth with this awesome information and he had that voice that just made you like sort of like cuddle up and be like okay like teach me stuff you know what i mean and yeah um, and it would be like kind of like long form but you wouldn't mind like uh i noticed sometimes like uh, a dj would hop in and you're just like shut up and play the fucking <laughs> song but with alan cross it's just like like you said you just cuddle up it's like hey i'm gonna make make a hot chocolate just keep talking man <laughs> He also, like, he's the kind of guy that, like, you know, you'll learn something from him, and then you'll pull out that nugget of information in a conversation with, like, so-and-so about whatever. Oh, this happened on the record. You hear that in the background? That thing broke. And, like, so you'll find out these cool little nuggets of information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. He's the kind of, like, 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 those kind of stories and broadcasters and storytellers, those guys, like, personally, like, they fed my... Uh, my rock and roll addiction to learn all about that was all about the behind the music and growing up and mm -hmm. learning all those rock docs um, learning all those stories about the bands and when you heard it from him like you just you know you kind of hung on every word especially yeah. because of his voice as well and it's like time stops when he speaks or whatever. <laughs> I told him actually like I told him one time I'm like I told him when I read books, I use his voice in my head to read. <laughs> He's like, I think you might owe me some, uh, you might, Residuals? like, should you pay me for that? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have, I have this great picture of me and Alan Cross. I was doing um, a, a report for, uh, for work one time and I was covering this like rock and roll exhibit down at the, at the ROM, I think it was. And I got basically painted up as Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> like the, the the hair, the lightning bolt, and uh, don't. And, and I'm interviewing him, and he kind of like looks at me like, "What?" The? <laughs> he was, he was, uh, <laughs> he was just like, like all weirded out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Okay, uh, you know, he's, he's he's a cool cat. He's serious. He's a serious dude. You know, he's a but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a legend in the biz. That's for sure. sure. Yeah, awesome. And uh, beyond this new song, like you mentioned, this is going to be an album, right? Like. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Wow. This is the fifth. Uh, this is the fifth single. So maybe we'll get up to like ten or something, or eight or ten. We'll see how many good ones uh, come out in this stretch of time, and if they're good, we'll 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 pop them on there. But we ha we definitely have a few more in the uh, in the pipeline that that are pretty cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be like a solid album. It'll be one you could pop on and not have to skip and if you're in the right mood, it, I think it'll, uh, I think it'll be pretty impactful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like from all the songs I've heard, it's like so well done and it's just like something you can crank. It's like the, the quality too of the production too is just like on point. And yeah. even like, 
further, like deep into like uh, the album art or not the album art, the, the arts of all the singles, they all kind of match in that comic booky feel. And uh, yeah, it's like vintage mm -hmm. comic book style. So I think it's important actually, and that's some, also something you learn like as you go. It's important to be consistent with everything. You know what I mean? Like people, I think I, I think it gives you sort of it adds to your complete image like I think you, you got to keep that stuff tight like whether it's like the production of the songs or the artwork or like just your general vibe like you kind of have to establish that so um, we've been trying to sort of be conscious of that and and put forward something that matches like our spirit and our music and and all that so yeah that's my buddy Jesse Tratner I'll give him a shout out he does the artwork and um Dusty does our production. We go, we just go to his house and he has like, it's basically the size of like a kid's bedroom. And he just has like his computer and keyboard and stuff set up and like everything's just done in there. And, um, That's but cool. there's some, there's something special in that, in that room for sure. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like a nice, like intimate, uh, sanctuary going on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We keep it tight. So it's like, it's a different vibe than like being in a real studio, but, um, we've definitely like made it work. Well, that's, that's really dope. And uh, it's funny, like with computers now too, if you have a good mic and a good computer and a few other things, you can sound like you're in a million dollar studio. Like you would never know, listen to our songs that it was done how it was done. And a lot of, even like look at Billie Eilish record or a lot of the new, the production, modern production is just a good computer and, and skills. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of changed. Where back in the day, you'd have to go rent uh, for eight hours for like however thousand dollars, and have like three engineers setting up all the mics and doing all this stuff, and it, which is cool in itself too, because uh, there's mm -hmm. probably like, kind of, like the vibe for that would be amazing too. But um, I think modern, for, in modern times, like it's pretty cool how you can make a record like that with. It's a, it's a sign of the times. I mean, considering the fact that like Billie Eilish's brother basically produced that record in their home that they grew up in, basically, and mm. mom's downstairs, you know, making making food and they're upstairs making a, a Grammy Award, you know, winning record. It's, it's amazing yeah, it's what awesome. you can do at home. And the fact that people continue to comment on the production, Rod, which is, you know, like you said, you know, it's just done in this, you know, small room. You got, you know, that's uh, you got to hand it to our, our buddy Dusty, who's just a, a wizard at, at what he does. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have even guessed unless you told me that. Like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like don't that song anyone. belongs on the radio. You yeah, know? Don't don't tell anyone though. <laughs> yeah, don't tell. Yeah. But it is like honestly, like um, almost like some of the best times to be a creative. Like you can you can almost like if you have the tools, make whatever you want. Like like you mentioned, like Billie Eilish in her house. But um, also there's a tricky game of everybody's making stuff and throwing it into the abyss and just navigating. Yeah. But that comes with time as well. And like you mentioned, consistency. And uh, there's, a, there's a hip hop guy I cross paths with and he, he, uh, he always says consistency makes history, which is, yeah. which is, it's true. Like you could, you just got to keep at it. And uh, yeah. And like at first maybe people won't notice the first one or two or whatever. It's like, uh, just keep hammering in them. Like almost like what you did with mm -hmm. Howard Stern as well. Like keep yeah. sending in the parody and parody. And then 
next thing you know, you're a regular on the show. It's, it's, <laughs> well, I remember uh, like this simple message from uh, when I was in Rebel. We uh, at, for a couple of years we had a Jamaican guy in our band, so we would play a lot of festivals in Jamaica and, and stuff. We were hanging out with a oh, bunch wow. of <clears throat> Jamaican guys all the time, and um, while we were making our our album with him, one of the dudes, Marlon, who was like basically our sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he said a good song always finds its way he's like good song always finds its way man and i like i always kind of remember that i'm like yeah if you like write a great tune it's it's gonna like people are gonna hear it and gonna like it and share it and stuff so it's just like being like having a, a, a high standard and and trying to keep to that and producing good art like it, it'll find its way out there yeah if you keep at it you make it undeniable. I noticed too, like sometimes up and comers will get discouraged and I'll see them write the Facebook posts like, Oh, nobody's supporting me. Or <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you gotta like, maybe, I don't know, look back at what you did and see, be, almost be your self critical in a way. And like, why mm. maybe, maybe it didn't hit, maybe it is a great song, but uh, mm. just give it time, make more, you know, don't mm -hmm. stand still and being like, I'm quitting forever. <laughs> yeah well i think like people who think like that most of them probably like don't have what it takes to to have the longevity it's almost like they're giving themselves an excuse like oh maybe i should uh, get a real job while i'm like 23 or 24 before i like can't do anything else it's like but there's mm -hmm. and then there's just those artists who are like i have to do this if i do something else my soul will die you know what i mean which like i've i haven't had to do many regular jobs but when i was kind of starting the band or into it i had to do a couple and i was like i'll i'll die if i have to do this every day <laughs> like yeah. construction or whatever else i'm like i can't i can't do it my mind will like explode yeah like yeah. he's not wired so, for it you know and it's, yeah yeah and that's motivating man that like that'll kick your ass into like hey like how what am i how do i make this successful how do i make money <laughs> from writing songs it's like it's mm -hmm. hard man it's not that's not an easy road you know yeah. what I mean? like when, when i started getting into t like you know tv and my career was starting to you know go in the right you know take off i guess um i i realized that like you know i i wasn't playing in any original bands i had nothing going on like i i was gonna i was gonna lose my mind i had no creative outlet then so that's part of the reason why i started the cover band and that was like that was my you know the one thing that i could turn that was like a therapy for me you know besides the fact that i got to hang out with some of my best friends you know i was able to like you know if if i didn't do that i i i don't know what would have happened like you said like my soul like was mm -hmm. you know it, it was not the same and mm -hmm. the fact that now that we're like you know over the last year and a half all of a sudden i'm like i i'm now back in this artist mindset i've been totally disconnected and dislocated from being an a, a original artist all i've been doing is you know learning everything from kelly clarkson to queen <laughs> you know um, so uh and but uh but it's been like that's this has been i think you know in terms of like creating like this is this has been like the coolest thing that i've i've been a part of yeah and it's, it's like been, we it's all got bit by the creative vampire and like it's beautiful mm -hmm. that we all have like these outlets to like feed it you know and mm -hmm. uh, it's so cool that your new song's getting all this traction on the radio and everything. And uh, for uh, people who want to check you guys out, uh, 
um, where, where can they do it? Obviously like Spotify, turn mm -hmm. on the edge. <laughs> um, <laughs> like what, what are your personal like social medias if people want to follow you guys? Yeah, all our, uh, like our band stuff is all at Century Surfers or um, <clears throat> obviously like Apple Music, Spot Spotify, like you said, YouTube, all that. Um, and then I'm at Roddy C on Instagram. Like I'll post some of the like Howard Stern or Dumb Show or solo stuff that I do on there as well. And uh, Jamie, you can find Jamie on TV screen at the barbershop or, or uh, wherever else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, before we leave, too, shout out to Jay Brody, man. <laughs> what a, what a oh, great Jay's dude. the best. I was talking to Jay uh, yesterday. We were kind of laughing that, like, I think almost exactly five years ago, like, he was working a shit construction job. Wow. And now he's, like, morning show at Edge 102 and hired by Howard Stern Show. Wow. Which is, like, pretty <laughs> unbelievable. That's but that dude is, like, crazy talented man and he's so smart like that guy is like he's a he's a special guy man like yeah he's probably like he's probably the funniest guy i've ever met and one of the smartest guys which is like if you combine those two like that's that's something special yeah. and I, well i think you, actually i think you got to be smart to be funny in a way but um hmm. uh yeah no, he, he he's awesome and if you yeah if you haven't heard him on edge 102 check him out in, on the morning show yeah, and one one thing all you guys have in common is a uh, worth ethic too, which goes a long way. It's like a lot of people they can have the creative spirit and everything, but uh, I don't know. I think something that uh, is a good takeaway out of uh, this interview we did today is it's it's beyond just the the track. You know, it's like how you present yourself, how you treat people, and mm -hmm. um, and just having the drive to never give up and keep pushing. And uh, and yeah, I just. Uh, want to say before we go i appreciated you guys taking the time and talking to me today this was awesome thank you yeah guys. no it was fun man i like talking to you you got you got like a good energy and like we were saying before it's like that that stuff's contagious you know what mm -hmm. i mean so mm -hmm. i think like um i think it's important to like keep when, when you meet someone like who brings that out, out in you it's important to keep them in your life you know what i mean because not not a lot of you don't meet like really positive energetic people often mm -hmm. so yeah yeah um, I, I agree too and sometimes like uh i don't know it's, it is a rarity to, like to meet like it's almost like finding a diamond when you meet somebody who's on that uh, wavelength of you mm. and it's just like even having a simple conversation uh today we're talking about our passions but uh i had conversations about or with you just about nothing we're just making random ass jokes in our dms and stuff it's just <laughs> yeah. such a I don't know. There's a good feeling. It's always like fueling and um, especially uh, even uh, beyond um, the social chemistry we have. It's been a pleasure to kind of like follow you like on social media the last couple of years and um, seeing just what you've done with your work and stuff. I'm always so inspired uh, from like the comedy to the music. You do so many things and uh, to see it flourish and continue to grow in all these amazing directions, man, like kudos, man. Proud of you. <laughs> Oh, thanks, dude. I wish I was there to like hug and like make it. Yeah. <laughs> One day <laughs> when the world opens again, <laughs> or fuck it, let's go for a beer in a park sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Man. It's like twenty-five degrees out, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, um, pleasure cool. to meet yeah, you today, too, Jay. You having us on, man? Yeah, yeah man.
Yeah, cheers, guys. And uh, like always, we're going to end with a song. And here's Personal Assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Life's real reaction to my mind.